Hey, this is Rob, and welcome to question number 70. How do I get better at acting on my ideas? Sir, so, uh, something I've dealt with in my life as someone that is creating things, whether it's music or other art, is something I feel like a lot of other people can connect with. It's this distance that we all have in our lives, and the distance is between having an idea and acting on it. And different people, depending on where you're at in life, that distance is bigger. Some people, the distance is so far that they never have the balls to act on their ideas, to create something new, to have the guts to try something new, record that album, write that song, share it with the world. And I think living a curious life, a part of that's whether or not you consider yourself an artist, or a musician, or you have acknowledged that you are a creative person in the world, I think a massive goal is to try and make that distance between ideas and action as small as possible. Another part of life that I'm fascinated with is talking with people about how they choose on which ideas they have that they want to act on. And I dive into both of these things with my conversation with Ben today talking about how can I shorten that amount of time and wondering how he, someone who is one of the most creative people I have met, how does he decide on which of his ideas he wants to act on? It's a fascinating conversation, and I'm really pumped to share it with you. Think of how many ideas are getting lost in own, their own people's anxieties in the planet. You know what I mean? How mm -hmm. many people, great ideas that they just get stuck inside. Here's the order of oh, events. I have yes. an idea. Put it out into the world. What if it sucks? What if it fails? What if people know it fails? What if no one will ever love me? That's where it goes. And then, and then I will die alone unloved. And that's our ultimate fear as human beings. <laughs> no one right? respect me. Everything I did is pointless. It's, everything is pointless. There's no God. Yes. We all end up in the dirt. Yes. It's like right on. It's like I'm just trying to come up with a baseline right now. Man. <laughs> I, I don't know if I need to be asking these questions right now. Man. <laughs> I know. Shortening that distance is all about demystifying the concept of failure or your end goal. Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. What are you asking? <laughs> you talking to me? What are you? Pop quiz, hot shot. Expect me to talk? those of you joining us for the first time, my name is Rob Morgan, and for the past 10 years, decade, 10, 11? I mean, saying 10 years. 10 plus. 10 for, for 10 plus years, I've been traveling the world as a bassist and music director, and this is my podcast, where I sit down over drinks on location with intriguing people I've met to try and get past what it is they do, to try to find out who they are, and why they do it, and what I can learn from them. I'm joined, as always, by my wife, Sarah. I'm, I'm joined as sometimes, now that I've been yeah. doing the daily podcasts, by my wife, Sarah. Let's start this up. Do you, uh, will you pour us some Guinness? Hey, as you're pouring the Guinness, I find it... Do you want uh, me to get the noise? That, sure. Oh, good job. I know you like <laughs> the that. The noise has been gotten. Here's the deal. If someone is listening for the very first time, this is your first episode that you're catching... 
the deal when I started this podcast, I had two things in mind. I had, I had, I didn't, un, I didn't know what this was going to look like. But the two things I had in my mind uh, were that I realized that the majority of all the conversations I've had in my life that were deep and meaningful did not happen in a sterile studio environment. They happened over drinks, over food, over coffee, over beers. Over a beverage. A beverage. And a table. A table. Those are the two commonalities most times. What is it about a table, you think, for you? Because you're sitting at a table in our dining room right now, and I'm just thinking about all the conversations we've had here yes. with friends. Well, I think there's something throughout eons of humans. I don't actually know how long an eon is, but it's a long time. That when you sit at a table, and this has been taking place forever, it's a time where you're together. And so I think there's probably this sort of like prehistoric connection in our brain with that. I'm making things up, but it feels like it could be real. And I also think that it's it's something that you share together. We're all sharing one table. So I think naturally you feel a little more bonded. Like when I, if I'm at a cafe and I'm at like one of those larger tables and someone's like, hey, do you mind if I sit at the end? I instantly feel like oddly connected to them. Yes. That they've sat at my table. It's not mine, but. It is interesting. We, uh, I remember the first time uh, we went to Germany and they are big on sharing tables. Like I thought that was just a cliche thing, but in Germany at a lot of restaurants we've been to at uh, Oktoberfest and the beer tents or even uh, just around the city, massive long tables. And I remember it was kind of jarring at first for me because I, I can be a little more introverted. I'm like, I just want to sit at our own table. Mm. But sitting there sharing a table, sitting next to people, we didn't even have conversations often with the people that were sitting next to us. Right. It, it does add like the sense of community. It does something, yeah. Man, I love that. Uh, that was really well said. The thing about beer, beers and drinks is that I, f I think there's a misconception when it comes to drinking on this show, specifically with people having drinks. And the misconception when it comes to alcohol is that, uh, well, you know, you have you have a beer and it's the alcohol that is making you more relaxed and it's making the alcohol is doing something in your system, so you let your guard down a little bit. And while I do agree in that, when you have a beer, that adds to the conversation sometimes. I think just having a beverage in general, having food in front of you in general, sharing that, there's like there's something about that lets your guard down. And there's, I think there's like a, at, at easeness that I find with mm -hmm. this. Speaking of drinks, cheers. Cheers. One of the things I really want th this podcast to be about is following, uh, how do I want to phrase this? One of the things I want to continue to do with this podcast is to follow where it takes me. And by that, I mean this. A lot of times when I sit down, I've sat down with someone to record an interview. Oftentimes afterwards, if it's someone I respect, I will ask them, okay, I want, who, is there somebody that you would recommend you would want to listen to? And a name that has kept coming up in conversations with friends uh, is Ben Kelly. First happened when I interviewed Matt Patrick. I did a double header, two podcast episodes in a row. In a loved. Day? Well, we recorded a really long conversation and we ended up splitting uh, it into two yeah. episodes. Okay. Uh, Bruce Balgard is someone else I had an incredible conversation with. He's recommended I talk with Ben. I've known Ben for years. I know Ben as a bass player originally. We met 10 years ago. 
but Ben is more than just a bass player. He is one of the most creative people I've ever had a conversation with. He, at the, his core, is an artist. He started a company recently called Dinosaur Hampton, and a lot of the work he's doing right now and how we're connected with him, this earlier this week, we were with your parents last weekend at a junk bonanza south of the cities. And it was like, a, how would you describe the junk bonanza? Oh, it's like um, a mixture of antique vendors and refurbished and arts and crafts and kind of a hodgepodge, but it's ginormous. Yeah, it was huge. And as we showed up, I was looking through the brochure of it and I saw Ben's name right there. I was like, oh, this is so awesome. We should go check it out. He had a pop-up shop where he was doing embroidery for people. I ended up having him embroider my jean jacket. It turned out so sweet, and I was just fast. I was talking to him afterwards, and I was fascinated by this thought that here is something I wear on a regular basis, this jean jacket, but Ben took it, put his hands on it, spent, maybe it took three minutes for him to do total, and because of the time he spent with something of mine, it added value to it. I enjoy it way more. Like it's so much more personalized to me. I'm already have an idea for a, a, quite a few more things I want to have him embroider. We're gonna, let's just jump right in the conversation. But here's an interesting thing. I think you'll find interesting, Sarah. Ben and I, I, I when I was driving, oftentimes when I'm driving to meet someone to record one of these conversations, I am driving with no music or anything playing in the car and I'm just thinking about the person. I'm thinking about what I'm genuinely curious about, what I want to learn from them. My, uh, I try to list as many assumptions I have about this person as possible uh, to see if I can question any of those assumptions in the conversation. And as I was thinking about Ben, I couldn't help but remember the very first time we met. And it was one of the most embarrassing distasteful introductions and interactions that I, for me, when it comes to me as a person, that I was embarrassed about for years. It's a completely embarrassing story involving me putting my foot in my mouth, uh, insulting a mutual friend, and I decided I think we need to start the entire conversation off by talking about that scenario. It's only embarrassing because you got caught. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> it's a little bit true though. <laughs> no, it just was. I it was a representation of uh, a of a season in my life where I was not living like a curious person. You I were was, a child. It's oh man, I'm so embarrassed. Like but we, I have to. I that I'm so pumped to dive into this with Ben. Do you have anything else you want to say? All right, let's just... Ju- nope. Thanks for asking, though. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I said, I said, no. Thanks for asking. And I said, do you have anything else to add? <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I All said, right. no. Let's dive into it. It's my conversation with Ben Kelly at Spy House Coffee in South Minneapolis. We were going to record it inside, but it was a crisp, crisp, crispy fall night. All right. This is my conversation over a decaf Americano with Ben Kelly. Yeah. Are we recording? Yeah, we're golden. We're, go- we're going. <laughs> Dude, we're going. All right, all right, give me, here, let's, let's get meta right now. <laughs> I just threw you into it. How does it feel? Like, we're, we're going right now. Is it a little bit of a whiplash? Man, it feels, it, 
It feels good. Um, I don't often hold a microphone because yes. I'm a bass player yes. by, by trade. And so I often have to just look at a microphone or, uh, and also, man, like you are, you're holding the mic. Yeah. I mean, but I've done a lot of, uh, sh- show busy stuff. Yes. So, Cause so. I was going to say you, you're like, I'm a bass player. I'm like, well, you're way more than a bass player. You've done yeah. the mic holding. I've done the mic holding, but it is, I get about what well, depends who's on it. If it's a non-musician. I feel like even if you don't sing, you're comfortable with the whole mic situation yeah. as a musician. Yeah. But the people I have on with this that aren't musicians are never want to touch the mic if they can have something totally. set up. Microphones in general give me so much anxiety. Yes. Like public microphones. Like every time I've worked at a goddamn event, that's like there's like someone like oh, and then you got to like say a couple announcements before like the auction goes off or whatever. But they don't know how to hold a mic, so they hold it too low or they hold it close to the speaker, <laughs> and you're like oh, and then it's like a, a built-in sound system. And then you have someone talking like and this, and, and like, they just right into it. And 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 I just I, I have this urge. I just want to fix everything. Like I'll just like yes. let me just I'm gonna run sound, and then I've learned in my my years to just let let it go and like let. Let yes. public functions crash and burn. Oh, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. like they're like, like you're gonna get feedback for the next hour and a half, <laughs> and that's not my job. Yes. Sometimes I, so I do have this need for like wanting to like I- intercept bad things that are gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. If I feel like it's true tragedy, for example. Okay, where's yeah, where's the line for it with you? And I don't know. It's in the moment. If I'm if I'm pissed, I'm like fuck all these people. They can all just. <laughs> they can all, they can, all these people <laughs> can fucking burn for all I care. I, you know, yeah. and I'm just you I'm brutal. And then some days I'm like, feedback. like it's basically depending. It's 100 correlated to how much money I have in my bank account. Cone. And if I'm oh, feeling good, I'm a great guy, super yes. nice. If I'm broke, I'm just grumpy. Yes. And so, like, and, and when I, you're not talking about gigs, you're talking about just in general. Just in general, in general, yes. I'm just, oh. I, 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 my temperament is as delicate and as fragile as just like a glass of water on the edge of a table. It's just tilting, and everyone's like, "Oh, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do?" But so I, when I'm with people and I go to like a coffee shop, because uh, we're gonna come back to temperament, because I, from the vibe I get from. Our mutual friends, because we've never hung out before. I would, I would almost completely disagree with that. And so it's funny from the outside, like what I've heard of friends like Nate yeah, yeah. touring with you, calling you like the most stable. If you're yeah. in a bad mood, you can just plug into you. So I love hearing the behind the scenes. Totally. Of- well, and also, I mean, I, I'm an, I have an enormous amount of hypocrisy about the things I say. Hell yes. Um, because I am, in fact, human. My therapist, he has that great bit. He pulls it on me all the time. He says, uh. I'll be like, yeah, I just been feeling stressed and sort of like my, you know, is it my ego? Is it this entitlement that I feel like is just fragile and I'm just falling down this enervating hole? And he listens to me and he goes, hmm, mm-hmm. And he goes, you know, in uh, in the our profession, there's a word for that. And I go, what, what is that? Like, I'm looking for condition. He's like, yeah. oh, it's called being human. And I'm like, oh, you that's a son that's of a, a bitch. You son of a bitch. You that's totally a, spun it on that's me. A great joke. I know it's coming every time. And now I, I totally know it's coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I know he digs it when he can land it like, oh, with yeah. the right timing. So I tee it up. We have a good, our rat a tat in therapy is good. I don't, I don't go to work on myself. I go for just uh, a good, like, Abbott and Costello yes. sort of back and forth. Yes. That's, that's what I pay him for. <laughs> and, and man, is he, is he there for me? He goes, hey, did you see the news? And I'm like, I've been really sad about the news. He's like, in the business, we call that being a sucker. <laughs> he's not. He's a 1920s. He's a he's a witch doctor from the 20s. Oh yeah. By the way, I go back in time to see a therapist. Mm-hmm. You think normal therapy is expensive? Good night. Yeah, dude. Okay, uh, that is that. Your thought on the bank account affecting yeah. how you? I'm wondering if there's anything else for you in life randomly that affects you in the same way. I'll give you an example for me. Random shit. Haircuts. If I'm not looking, so I'm you're rocking like the longer you can you can go. It seems like without a haircut for a while because okay, yeah. you're rocking that 
that length. Yeah. I've committed to this short crisp. The crisp. Sure, the high and the tight. The crisp, the high and tight. The fade, the classic, the, <laughs> the great classic greaser. Uh, yeah, give me, the, uh, give me the World War II yeah, is yeah, what I say right. going in. 17 year old draftee, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want it uptight. Um, uh, give me uh, give me the George Clooney. I'd yeah, say. yeah, George so, Clooney. But the the deal for me is, after a couple weeks, if I start looking scraggly, and this sound this makes me sound totally vain, oh, no. but Set the, free, seeing free myself here. in the mirror, yes. and if I'm if my outward appearance is looking like I'm falling apart, if I've fallen behind with haircuts, yeah, it's yeah. the weirdest thing. Yeah, I will start just being in a yeah. bad mood. I won't be yes. as productive. Does that make any sense? A- absolutely, absolutely. I feel so embarrassed saying that right oh, now. Oh no, man! I mean, your embarrassment. I will hold your embarrassment, and I will, I will save it in my bank account, <laughs> with with little money. There's a lot of room there because I don't have much money, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'll save your. Oh man, I've got some real estate. I got some real estate. All the judgments we have on each other, because of course we're vain. Yeah, yeah, of course yeah. we're insecure. Yeah, yeah. And of course we have these trivial fucking bullshit things that will send us for the whole day. Do you know? Uh, like, oh, I, dude. And I have tons of these ticks. I'm so I've, pumped about I this. I have tons of these ticks that are like. Shoe size for me. Okay. I, I have this weird neurosis where I feel like I have bought in the wrong shoe size. And it can sometimes mm. can be shoes that I've been wearing for months. Yes. And then I feel like, I'm like, fuck, I didn't get the right shoe size. And if I could just have, if I could just have like another centimeter, it'd be perfect. Yes. And I'm trying to achieve perfection. And it's really the, because then like my feet will hurt. Or maybe it's just because I've been walking too much or whatever. And they might not, they might not even specifically hurt. If, I, if you're like me, they, you're walking and it's like, well, is that, do, are they going to hurt in the future? Is right. it's going to is it gonna hurt in the screw future? myself? And it's like, the well, then I can't return them because I've worn them too much. And then yes. what if I can't resell them for any money? Oh. And then what if they're just Gonna sit there and they're yes. ugly, and, and then and then and really, I mean, and essentially, what it is is it's something for my brain to chew on because otherwise, I'd be have to deal with my own sort of inner perspective of who I am, and yes. and then dealing with my own emotions, and that's too heavy. So why not fuck up about shoes a little yeah. bit, and then oh, you know man. before you know it, you're ready for bed. One hundred percent. I like. Mm. Uh, I like <laughs> before you know it you're asleep so the office when he's like he's like some people like to do this he's like not me he's like some people like to cook and make their own pizza pies Michael Scott and he's like I got I get these vegetables they steam right in their own bag pop those in two minutes <laughs> glass of red wine before you know it, you're ready for bed I was like man Michael Scott uh, you did you watch the office oh yeah how many times oh, oh that okay that's a great question yeah because of course you watch the oh, office yeah. but how many uh, times? I did about I think I made it through twice. I did the full rewatch twice. Once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on my third maybe run through of Friends. Now sure. that's another rewatching one. Yep. I'm trying to think of other rewatch. How many are you on with Office? Uh, I'm at eight. Yeah, eight times through. Eight times through. Oh yes. And and here's yes. the deal. Um, Give it to me. You know, we're not going to dissect how many hours I've spent on screens because hopefully it's all hours. Oh yeah. Um, but. You know, the first time you see The Office is amazing. The second time, you're back to the same laughs. After a while, the laughs, you know what's coming. You know the jokes. Yes. You know the punchlines. You've lost the yes. mystery. But, but there's subtleties. And yes. it's sort of like like oh. bites of a meal. Like the eighth bite of a meal, you're like, I'm starting to get full. I already know the flavor. But sometimes you can unlock these new things. You're like Your brain is like sending these different endorphins. And man, if you can push through to the eighth time through, <laughs> you will find some pieces of that that you will be analyzing that will just, that'll, that'll give you so much more fulfillment than the, the original jokes. Yes. So my oh, advice man. to everyone else there is push just, through is just keep watching the office cancel your plans don't have the other things in your life just watch yes. the office also here's my biggest gripe the office was super on point like any of these shows they were on point when they existed right and then you look back and i'm i'm here to say it i love the office uh jim everyone loves jim jim is a bully 
Jim's a big time bully. Yeah. Jim's a fucking bully. Jim. That is another rewatch through. All of a sudden you're like the the excitement of and like or the humor. Like you're just laughing at it. Yeah, I get it. But like Dwight <laughs> Dwight is an eccentric and he's just trying so hard to be himself and he cares about rules and he cares about honor and all these things. Dwight is like Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Yes. And he just isn't as confident, perhaps. And Jim is a confident guy who takes advantage of Dwight's vulnerability. Dwight's only ever trying to be himself out in public, and they're just beat the crap out of him. And then he lashes back a little bit with like a little like throwing down his rule, which is like, man, if someone was beating the crap out of me for like season after season, like I would lash out too. And then Jim just comes back full force (laughs) with the whole fucking office. Yes. And Dwight is just trying to be him, and he's he's taking care of a lot of people in his life. Yes. And so. You know, and same with Toby. Dude, Toby is a hard one. That's cringeworthy for me watching. Uh, Toby's done nothing but just try to lo- be loved, yes. man. And he deserves it. Yes. He's done nothing nothing wrong. Oh, man. Okay. I I, I take things way too deep that are oh, necessary. Yeah. So yeah. I, when you're saying this stuff, it's triggering in my mind. Yeah. The first thing that comes to mind when you're saying this, it's way beyond uh, rewatching TV shows. Because movies, by the way, are that for me. I have a few movies. Lord yeah, yeah. of the Rings is a massive rewatch. Harry Potter, sure. is a ma- and you pick up the nuances yeah, like it. the second time through. And for me, when you're saying this, I'm just now realizing that a rewatch after a few seasons going back is like for me memories of my past self and ruminating about situations. So, yes. like for this podcast, a good example is. I have this conversation with you right now, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to listen back these later conversations. Oh, my God. That's yeah, right. I, in, at the beginning, I would have to go back and essentially rewatch my own life's episodes. I would get so freaking hard on myself, dude. Yeah, that's... Why I would realize you, why I'm would not you listening to you. I'd realize I'm not... Yeah, you have to because you're doing a podcast. Doing the right Man, mind. The sacrifice the you make of your own psyche is oh, just man. thank you for the time. Here's yeah. the other thing. I want to spend the next two to four hours talking about you, Rob. If we, <laughs> oh, if yeah, we right. may. They might oh, close man. this place, but we can stay here. Um, mm. and oh, so, so good. So the podcast is called Rob Morgan. This is your real is, name? Right? Yes. Okay, There's Rob r- Morgan is a curious <laughs> person. And... Yeah, and you. There's a lot of people that are gonna try to have like a shtick, and they're they're assholes. But you, yes. Rob, you were so authentically and genuinely curious to a point that like your curiosity not only like brings you like actual joy, but it exudes to the other people around you. That like I find myself yearning to be more curious, being around you. Yes. And when you talk to the and I've listened oh, to the other episodes, so I, this is it, dude. Like, you get, you get yeah. so fucking. I have I have this recorded. I'm gonna wake up in the morning. I'm gonna play this back. I'm like, and I can do this. I can stay. Totally. And for all the people, like everyone in the world, myself included, the only thing I care about is myself. And <laughs> Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Me too. But, and and Me of too. course you do. But, but at the same time, it's like you, you're one of those people who gets, your life is brought up by just being pumped about other people's lives being brought up. And you've turned it into a way to, to essentially bring that to all these other people. And it's quite beautiful. There's, oh, man. There's a lot mm-hmm. of podcasts out there that are either informational or all jokes or bits or stick. And you were bringing in authentic, just like yeah. love for the Super people around dull, you. Super dull. No jokes. Yeah, totally. No st- <laughs> totally. And this is right. And so, like, I give you a compliment and you find ways to... Oh, and my we gosh. Because we're all here. Dude, actually, no, I'll take that, man. I'll take that. Be- uh, that means a lot coming from you because I feel like you are... This is why this is so fun for me and we were saying that before we started recording is that it gives me excuse to sit down with you yeah which I don't we don't need an excuse no but like in 2019 when everybody has like schedules everybody has things has like schedules this, like it's such I've realized this is such a gift to sit down like yes. the phones are off yes we're present we're in the moment and I've realized that like every year that's passing is more and more rare right and it also gets me really pumped uh, 
that you're saying this uh, and I'm taking this in. I'm trying to like push past my own ego that mm-hmm. doesn't allow me to take in mm-hmm. positive mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And I'm here for that too. I'm here oh, yeah. for the not being able to take compliments. I'm right here. For oh it. my god, I know the it. story I, of my life. I fucking know it, man. Dude, but the thing I will say is that it makes me feel more pumped that you're saying this yep. because uh, the very first time I met you mm-hmm. was one of the most asshole moments of my life. I, 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 we were gonna get to this. I wanted, to, gonna, talk, I wanted to talk about this. I, wanted, I was gonna. I wanted to like st- open it up <laughs> right off the bat, and like I, I want to hear I, your I thoughts want, too. I want to know how you remember it. Oh man. Okay. I will tell the story. What's the I location? Wanna, the venue was the bowling alley. Memory lane. Memory lane. Bowling alley. Yes. Yes. Dude, I don't. This is such. This is so uncomfortable for me. To yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally. <laughs> I'm leaving it. Oh, how's it going? This is a podcast. <laughs> uh, Rob Morgan is a, curious, a curious person. person. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! It's a mouthful. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, that's. I'll take it. <laughs> the, Okay. So Memory uh, Lanes. We're at Memory Lanes. Was, it was 91. Yeah, it, back in 91. When what this was probably I was cuz I was thinking about this when we were driving over. Yeah, yeah. Um I I was uh, someone that was massively crippled by insecurity mm. and my ego was mm-hmm. pushing back on that and it was just when I was starting to get into uh trying to build a whatever professional career playing bass yes. was. So now I'm in this mode of trying to like figure out what does that mean? How much of myself am I putting out there? You know, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. and I'm just like on the inside, I'm putting out all this confidence or cockiness. And on the inside, I'm just wrought with insecurity and self-doubt. Yeah. I have an interaction downtown at Fine Line uh, playing a show. And I was in the runnings to play bass for a band here in yeah. the cities. Uh and I went and I did the audition and some this other guy, this other bass player in yeah. the cities, I can't remember his name, his bass player in the cities, got it over me. And yes. then we ended up meeting at a show. So I was in- instantly already a little insecure. Had this interaction. Could, the guy could have had an off day, but the interaction wasn't positive. Okay. And I just felt my ego was like, oh, this guy like thinks he's better than you yeah, fuck, or something fuck like that. This dude. Yeah, so oh, whatever. Uh, fast forward to meeting you. Yeah. At, after you were playing with um, like a reggae kind of soul thing, band was called Copacetic. Oh, Copacetic. Oh, I thought it was you and Nate did a thing, uh, like black, black blondie, black blondie. That's right. I thought we it was that, but maybe it was Copacetic. I, you know what? It could have been. Oh shit! You know what it might have been? What? I think because Black Blondie was playing there, I was there. I was not in the band yet. I later became their bass player, yes. but it wasn't at that year. It was shortly after Nate had become the bass player, and that is the very same night I met Nate Babs. Yes, that was the first night I met him as well. When Nate became the drummer, he came the drummer like a, shortly before that, and then okay. that was the same. So the same night we met was yes. the same night Nate and I met. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't even night. remember Nate there because we Nate and I didn't meet till years later. Yeah, yeah. He was because he was new into town and he was playing with the hot band and I was there fucking scoping the comp. And by the way, can we say Nate is one of my favorite human beings on Nate's earth. the only he human listens, being. He's the only human being on earth. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I run into you, and I remember I was with Dan Rodriguez. Yep. And so I felt like I was in my crew, <laughs> and nice to meet you. <laughs> oh, the cool. Fucking boys. I, <laughs> the boys. <laughs> and man, I, would, I could not have been more f- further from being a curious person, and whatever that yeah. means to you, everything you just said a minute ago. Uh, and somehow the conversation got on. This other bass player came. 
uh, up in conversation. Okay. And I made fun of, I was like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. And my ego went full tilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and I yes. was like, oh, we're going there full on. And so I, he had a physical attribute that I won't even list. Sure. And I remember being like, oh, yeah, I met this, this guy. Oh, and I, I literally made yes, a fucking right. dude. That's right. Dude, this is so yeah, embarrassing. No, you're to good. Oh, man. You're, you're, you're I, so I good. I literally, looking back, that looks like a different person. But I literally just flat out made yeah. fun of someone's appearance. Right. Right. In front of you. And yeah. you called me out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you totally called when, me out. When minutes before I could have been trash in somebody else's oh, looks. But totally. like in that moment, oh, I fucking man. knocked it out. Oh, you totally. Okay, so, but in the best way. And yeah, I remember yeah. you, what did I say? you go, you go, hey, uh. Actually, I think I can't remember your exact words, but I think you said something like, "Dude, that's not cool. That's a—he's uh, actually a friend of mine, and he's a great dude, uh, and that's not cool." And you said it in a way, because you know when you push back on somebody, yeah, you can do it in a way that's like, "Hey, go fuck yourself," <laughs> and that goes, "Fuck me, fuck you," yeah. and so you instantly have this pushback. <laughs> but you did it in this way that I go, "Oh." Son of a bitch, you're totally right. I'm. I was being an asshole, and I felt I was, dude. I. It was. You did it in like the perfect way yeah. of like, like being standing in your own truth right. is what I guess I'd call it now. Right. Uh, and I was so embarrassed. I was embarrassed for years, and I think I like I ended up like some other hang. I apologized. Yes, I was like, right. Dude, you I'm, did. I'm so embarrassed. You did. Uh, I was that similar to your. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so <laughs> That's I was. What this podcast is all about. Holy so shit. I was there super drunk. No, I'm just kidding. Um, um, first <laughs> off, good good for you, Rob. You're owning that shit right now. Oh, you're dude. on your fucking podcast and like that because of course, dude, of course, we all made fun there. of people yeah. in our past and that fucking sucks. But you're, yeah. you're crushing it right now, dude. Dude, and that's what this podcast has taught me too. Yeah, this isn't about anyone. Yeah. This is about your therapy. This dog. is about me. Oh my gosh, I'm just laying here. <laughs> We're actually just laying outside on a bench. Just, just you're you're broadcasting your therapy. <laughs> I um, feel uncomfortable that my head is on your lap right now, but uh, I feel man, like this works. Uh, man, if you could not you know, stroke against the grain of my hair, that appreciate totally, it. Man, that hair, dude. That hair. Just high needed, and tight. Need, high, high and tight. tight. Right in the lap. Uh, here's here's how here's how I remember it. Yeah. Um, in, I'm trying to remember if I've shared with you my true feelings about this moment. I don't think so. I don't think my curiosity led me to ever ask. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Fucking let's uh, go. So here's... So my experience in that moment, the the backstory of me is like... Like oh, well, I think we're out of time. I think we've well, started this. <laughs> we're out of time. Good. I'll get another fucking copy. Uh, right. yeah. The backstory. Oh. Yeah. Uh, um, I I've always had I've always had a mouth on me, right? Oh, okay. I've always been able to talk. Yeah. Right. Okay. I could gab. I could fucking. I say yeah. Like this isn't the lo- already the longest conversation sure, we've had. I sure. Love it. Yeah. And, uh, but I mean, like I've always like I could you know I was always selling snake oil since I was a kid. Interesting. You know what I mean? Okay. I could make jokes and I could talk because I was small and I got picked on a lot. So like my whole deal was like I would like I could talk, tell jokes or I could make fun of people or I was like wittier and quicker than all these other people. That was my mm, only survival. Yes. Right. You know, in the jungle, that was my fucking claw. Yeah. And 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 so. I, I knew how to like spin any moment early on and like I analyzed that and I was like really cautious about these things but I was also a totally yes. like you know my own insecure anxiety filled like young buck also trying to like cut my yes. teeth as like a bass player yeah and so what I was doing in that moment is I was at there I really liked the band Black Blondie because I thought the band was really amazing and because Liz was the bass player and she was this amazing bass player that I looked up to mm. 
And what's her last Liz name? Liz Draper. Okay. And she was this amazing bass player, and I was like trying to like steal all her shit. I was like watching her lines, and I was like, I'm gonna get those fucking riffs. I was yes. like, I'm gonna take that shit home, and I'm start a new band. You, you think know? that riff is yours? And, it's and, mine. Yeah. Now. And I was always like, I was always out there, just like, just like either headhunting or farming all these other mm. players, all these other gigs, right? So I was there doing like research. Yeah. And I was feeling low about myself because they were really good and I was not good. Also, I would just like, I was getting gigs, but I was also like just trying to follow that. And you kind of, we all kind of knew sort of the players in town, like the band leaders. And mm-hmm. as a side man, you and me are both bass players, but as a drummer, keyboardist, guitar, whatever. Yeah. You know, if you're not starting your own thing, you need to be on a part of someone others, like somebody else's thing. Right? Yeah. And so there's all these like singers or like horn players or people who are like leading a thing. And there's only one slot for every player. Yeah. And so like we're all gunning for those same spots. Yes. You know, it was like either auditions or just whatever. And you played bass yeah. for Dan. Yeah. And Dan is amazing. Was then, still is. Yeah. And you still play, <laughs> bass, still play bass for Dan. Right? Yeah. And it's because also you guys have been f- friends for a long time. Yeah. But it but that's no like you were also you're also a great musician and a great player and always have been and so you made great music together. But I wanted that gig. Oh, yes. Because it was a dope oh. gig. Yes. And I was like I want that gig. And so and I wanted that gig from before Aaron Fabrini was playing with Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even before we were we were buddies, but like Aaron do you yeah. do you know Aaron Fabrini? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, you yeah. totally know her. Yeah, and I remember back so then, I was like, oh, I, before, so I totally relate with that. So yeah. I, I, I believe I knew of you mm-hmm. via my like my market research of the field. Yes, and I, the truth is, I was super jealous of you. I, I received. That. I thought you were. I received that. I thought, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, take it. That's yours now, man. I uh, give it to just you. Kidding. Uh, I give it. And I thought, I thought you were. I mean, I thought you were awesome. Yeah. And I thought you were a great player. You had awesome gear. You had your shit together, so which means I was jealous, which means I hated you. <laughs> and so, uh, and so yes. I often wouldn't call people on their shit. But what it was is I was jealous and envious of your stature. Yes. You're also really tall, and I was really short. And so I was like, look at this tall motherfucker thinking he can play the bass Who's better than me. <laughs> you know, playing his fucking fender, and I'm trying to save up for one, this motherfucker. Because that was the situation. And so in that moment, yeah. you were being confident. And it was uh, more than me being confident oh, and calling you out, I was on going. attack. Yes, I was on attack to try to like interesting to try to like make a pass at you to sort of try yes. to build my own self up. So <clears throat> I was, I felt really terrible about my own self. So and I was both looking, of us are like measuring we're, dicks. We're just, <laughs> we're just, we're just trying we're to just like, swing we're animals. Dick, man. We're, we're like we're fucking animals we're in, in this man. one moment. Yeah. And and you yes. you were human for a minute. And me even the I, I mean it's good to hear that I didn't didn't just like like fucking roll you through the coals. <laughs> but like but I. I needed something to just have like an mm. edge on that moment because I felt super small. Yeah. And so I was selfishly looking for ways to sort of like dominate a conversation and then taking advantage of your vulnerability in that moment yeah. was my way of sort of like owning that conversation. And well, being it wasn't like, really vulnerability. That was my like, yeah, but no but doubt. You know, you know, yeah, me. But yeah, like you made yeah. a mistake oh, and I was like, yeah, yeah. don't okay. make a mistake. I yeah, never yeah. make a mistake. <laughs> yeah. And maybe How I'd dare be, you make mistakes. And maybe by calling out this person I thought was really great, I could be a better bass player. Oh, and that's yeah. not at all how it works. But, you know, my anxiety led all my actions. Um, oh. And so that was our interaction is we were both. Dude, that was it. And which Ships now we passing in the night. Which, which, exactly. <laughs> we weren't talking to each other at all. Yes. We were both just functioning in our own anxiety bubbles just yes. near each other in a parking lot. Oh, dude. 
Yep. So that's what we were doing. That's how we. That's how oh, we fucking man. met. Just okay, <laughs> you just you just said a sentence that is the the reason I keep doing this podcast because I'm trying yeah. to uncover what it means to live a curious life, right? Yeah. And my biggest thing is I don't think a lot of times people are having conversations. They're mm-hmm. just responding to their own reality in the moment instead of listening. Because yeah. like you just said, like we weren't even have no. you and I did not interact. No. We just had. Egos taking shots in the That's dark. right. We were just fucking yeah <laughs> at the batting Whatever. range, yeah. just in our own <laughs> cages, man. Range. Just woof. woof. Yes, <laughs> totally going for it. So I, that's just interesting because it was just it was such a it's season of my life with that. Okay, so I'm fascinated by I'm fascinated by the things that other people would necessarily think of as strengths of ours yeah. actually stemming from. Maybe insecurities, or I don't want to say weaknesses, but coming from like you're talking about your quick wit. Yeah. These are this is yeah, how yeah. you function in the world. Like this, it came from this feeling of needing that totally to, to have that, or yes. it was almost like a defense mechanism. Yeah. Like mine was in, in multiple different ways. I don't get that vibe. You're still like lightning quick. Yeah. Um, but I'm wondering, was there something that changed that for you, or was it just a slow? Yeah, I mean. What changes is, I mean, we all get older and if, you know, we all have to build our defense mechanisms, our shelters, we all have to hide under the blankets from monsters until yeah. you learn that that ain't going to stop a fucking monster. Yes. Right. But when you're a kid, like you need, you have the tools you have, right? Yeah. And then you're supposed to outgrow them and build new ones, which means you're constantly growing and you're, you're, you're constantly building. And, you oh, know, everyone, really well everyone's yeah. super cocky and self-obsessed when you're a kid until you learn otherwise. And so if, you know, I had a mouth on me and all these other people, you're either you're big or you're strong or you have this thing mm-hmm. or you're popular or whatever. And if you're a really lucky person, someone will punch you in the fucking face. And yeah. then that's how you learn. And yeah. that's what happened to me. Yeah. Is in high school, like this kid was making fun of me, he was bigger than me. And I was like, oh yeah, blah, 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 blah. I was mouthing off. Then he laid me out. Really? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, oh shit. I remember I told my dad, I was like, oh, I was like, dad, this kid hit me in class. And my dad was like, well, what did you say? I was like, what? Why did he hit me? And my dad was like, listen, so, he's like, no one just hit someone for no reason. And he's like, you guys were horsing around, like, whatever you're doing, and you got hit. And I was like, yeah, I wasn't supposed to do it. My dad, you know, my dad's, he, you know, he's a classic Minnesotan guy, but he's super smart. And he said, uh, he was like, listen, I know those are the rules, but the rules won't save you. He's like, in life, if you're going to talk shit, you're going to get punched in the face. Oh. Whether you're a kid or an adult or it's against the rules or it yes. doesn't matter. So if you don't want to get punched in the face... Don't be a little shit. Yeah. And I was like, I was so pissed. You know, when your dad gives you like, oh, gives you the biz and he's super oh, right. Yeah, and you know, he's but right. I, I just, I, I just was just in love. I just respected the logic so much. I was like, God damn it. He's right. And, and so, you know, it's, it's essentially all also the metaphors of just getting punched in the face in real life, like failing and all those kinds of things. Yes. And, and growing up and learning how to have, We're all we're all self obsessed because we're we're in like danger mode with our anxieties, and we're like, I need to figure my shit out before I even leave the house. Otherwise, it all is going to come crumbling down, and I can't even open up to someone else because there's too much to do on myself. Right? The to do list is too large, yeah. and you that never goes away. And what you end up learning is not how to. You never get better. You never get rid of. You never cure. Yeah. yeah. What you learn to do is just exist with the insane amount of failures all around you and you find a peacefulness in that 
and then from that can grow like from a healthy bedrock of your own psyche can mm-hmm. grow empathy which then allows you to see other people really yes. see other people yes and you realize like it kind of hits and it hit me at like young 20s i was like i saw my first person yeah i was like oh shit like when i can get out of my own head like and i because and i was so driven on my own shit i was like like I, even mm-hmm. if i had like a girlfriend or whatever i just you know and I just I wouldn't have time for anyone else but then when you start to learn how to see people then that's when you learn to see yourself and it's growing with just consciousness and yes you know all the the ooey gooey stuff oh yeah man dude I I love that man I that's even funny that you're saying you're even mentioning empathy because I think because like I said like this whole thing is an experiment for me to uncover I'm using this word curiosity, right? Yeah, yeah. As like kind of this umbrella to cover what it means to maybe live a better way of life. Yeah. <clears throat> that maybe necessarily people don't talk about all the time. And yeah. we live in, a, I just don't feel like, em, I feel like empathy is one of the strongest characteristics you can build mm-hmm. that's not talked about very often, at least mm-hmm. publicly. I guess it, yeah, I believe I, it, it seemed very on trend for a minute, but it almost seemed like a new, new wavy sort of concept that sort of came to me. There's a lot of things like that, yeah. like like the the acceptance of like you gotta fail, like that's a very like 2012 plus kind of concept, right? Yes. Like, and like the um, like empathy was very like 08 on. Like I feel like where the oh, world was interesting. like, you know, yeah. like someone in TED Talk says it, and Brene Brown writes it in a book, and then that becomes a thing. Like like she would talk yeah. about shame, and that became part of like the canon of discussion by all of us. Was yes. The concept of, like, understanding our own shame and and it's all been true and real since the beginning of human beings which was in you know 1976 wow. as we all know but we have trends <laughs> that we're following yes yeah, yeah we, have, we, have, yes. we have these trends and they're all been super true but it's it's like the great philosophers like building essentially like they're not inventing empathy they're finding a way to define the practice of humans and how we interact with each other. Yeah. And so we get these tools, these new terms, these new definitions, and then that helps us redefine us. And so we have it yeah. the best, like I believe each new generation of, of human beings has it the best because we have all the other stuff too, you know, yes, like we've to all, learn from, yeah, we yes. have all the new evolutions of everything else, you know, for the, like the world is the most evolved in this very moment and future people will have it way better than us, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but and so, like, empathy, like, I was like, what's that word? And someone's like, oh, it's like when you care about other people and you care for other people's, like, well-being and their their love. And I was like, oh, you mean, like, sympathy? And then you learn, like, oh, no, 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 sympathy is a very different thing. Yes. Sympathy is sort of just, like, sort of, like, l- leaving, like, a bag of your laundry on someone's em- empathy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, hey, yes. sorry I didn't catch you. I left something at your door. <laughs> yeah. It's... It's my laundry. Hope you enjoy Feel it. Feel better. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry you're sick or whatever. Totally. But like empathy is like being present with someone's yes. like pain or something like that. Yeah. And and I learned it. So I am someone who struggles with a lot of anxiety and I went through a few years where so growing up as a performer turning into I like I'm a recovering perfectionist. Um, yeah. Where as a bass player, especially as a session guy, your identity is that you are everyone else's something. Yes. That you're never your own something. Your then, job is to figure out, at least for me, yes, I don't know. Yes. Your, my job is to figure out what this person wants and become that. So yes. That exactly. Just be whatever. Oh, yeah. Be what whoever need, they yeah, need you to be. You need me, yeah. When. When would you write? That's how you become. It's like an actor or anything. Yeah. That's how you yeah. are marketable. And 
and it's really fun because you get to make music and that's really great but you have to learn how to just be completely f- like not yourself and be like oh I want like a 60 do up thing or I want like a modern rock thing or whatever and then you're getting calls for gigs if you're doing it right and then if you're ever late for a second they're just like cool we'll get a new guy yeah. you know what I mean and and so I was just like I need to be security that yeah, everything just hangs by a wire by just a thread, thread. just yes. fragile yeah and at any moment, I'm out my whole life. And yep. the pressure I kept putting on myself oh, mixed geez. with my own ego yeah. of having to sort of like beat everyone else in the market. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to fucking be huge and, yes. like, and then I'll be famous and it'll never end. And, I'm like, yes. ah. and I was like working towards that. And the pressure I was putting on myself was literally breaking down like the, the chemistry of my body. And I was getting sick i was getting sick and i was having these like panic attacks and if you've ever physically sick yes yes and i I don't know if you ever had like a full-fledged panic attack and there it's where you you're having like a heart attack and you feel like you're like well this is how i die and it's not like i'm really stressed and can't sleep it's like no 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 your body like hits the red button and like the nukes are coming you know what i mean and i and i went to the hospital one night i passed out at a restaurant i didn't know what was going on and i followed these few years of just like i was going to all these crazy doctors and trying to figure out what was wrong with me when truthfully i i had just a deep deep stress and anxiety but like these westernized doctors were like i don't know i think you got fucking irritable bowel like take some more meds or whatever and what happened is i needed to fix things about myself mm-hmm. and I was not noticing or taking ownership of fixing those so my body was like cool if you're not gonna fix it we're gonna make you fix it yeah and my body was down, like we'll slow down for my you. body was like a toddler throwing a tantrum in the cran aisle at yes. Target it just laid on the floor it's like you're gonna have to fucking you're gonna have to fucking drag me through this store right now if you wanna keep me yeah. and I was like I wanna keep you you're my body and your body's like well then you better show up brother because we're about Buy me to some goddamn like crayons like we're both just jump ship here <laughs> like we're going fingers first toes will follow then each limb yes. from there you'll be yeah, down yeah. to nothing but yeah. a fucking jawbone <laughs> just for talking yeah that's what you want you know is this, you want? this is, is you the mean? inner battle that i have with yes. my team yes. my, my team of limbs and it expanded where like i developed a severe like stage fright really mm-hmm. super severe stage fright where after you know i've been playing for years at this point oh, yeah. performing in yeah. thousands of people two people whatever like all these shows that didn't phase me i love yep. being on stage in front of people yeah. but i had this severe stage fright that started to grow to the point where like i would have panic attacks before going on stage and then i would get on stage and i'd be holding my breath and then i'd be like sitting on my amp because i thought i was going to fall over and then i would like only look at the drummer and then i was only looking at the back wall and then band leaders were like yo dog like you're f- like we're having a good time on stage and you're freaking out up here like what's the deal and then i was like nothing and i didn't want anyone to know yeah. yeah and and to to his credit another guest of yours john mark nelson uh, a yes, lot of this was happening john. a lot when i was playing with john yeah and john and i were dear friends on top of being colleagues and he was one of the first people i shared with i was like hey man i know we have all these big shows coming up but i was like i i don't know why but i'm really very scared to go on stage right now i'm afraid i'm gonna like pass out throw up shit my pants and cry and then like barrel roll off the stage yes and i was like and ruin your career because you'll be known as the guy with that fucked up bass player yes 
And, and I was because like, because of you, because of your past, I'm just assuming. Yes. If you're anything like me, because of your past and your and us playing sniper in the base world. Yes. Then you're like, well, that me going through this means some guy is like, hell yeah, I'm gonna just jump right. in. Yeah, finally. yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's give him a breakdown. Let's give him a breakdown. Like I got another. This guy's got another two weeks where he's completely <laughs> lost. I'm Super already, bonkers. I'm already charting out the John Mark Nelson base. Yeah, tunes. I'm already yeah. there, man. I was like, man, your guy, your dude's sweating. Like, come get your boy, cause. <laughs> Cause like y'all, you know, um, uh, and could you imagine if musically we talked about that? Like, I just instantly, I sound, it sounds like we're talking sports, huh? Totally. Well, and I like did talk sp- like that. I was like, look at that guy. He fucked up the bridge. It's only a matter of time. Oh man, he's going he's down. He's going, going down. down. He's, I would put him in the fucking ground. All these guys for like a gig that sucked, and I didn't yeah. even want. But I wanted to say no to it because because yes. it was the only worth I had. But, yeah. But you were uh, with John. But, but John and John being, of course, the beautiful human being he is. Was like he's like, I totally understand. Thank you for sharing. And he was like, man, he's like, if you don't feel comfortable with a gig, he's like, let's do what we need to do mm. to make you like. Do you need a stool? Do you need like a certain food? Or do you need or do, yeah. you know? I know you want to play. I was like, maybe we get a sub just for the time being, so you can take some time off. And he was yeah. he was like open to all these suggestions. And him accepting That's my so imperfection, cool. which of course he would, but I feared he, people wouldn't, was the start of allowing me to grow really yep that's cool and i started going to therapy yeah and it got a lot worse before it got a lot better because you got to open it up and i remember man i remember i i it hit this moment where i had i had a breakdown i had a total breakdown and i had i had a six gig weekend three days six gigs yeah and i had a like on a thursday i had a breakdown and I couldn't leave the house. And I it went from stage fright to full on like agoraphobia, which is fear of leaving like your house. Right? Oh, okay. And I couldn't I couldn't yeah. step outside. I couldn't go to the market, supermarket. I couldn't Yeah. I just my body would give up. If if even trying to it was, walk. It was to just, my just car. mainly like a physical reaction. Physical th- physical oh. reaction. I couldn't leave the house. Couldn't yeah. leave the house. I had to call my mom and she had to like run errands for me. Yeah. And I had to call all six gigs and be like, I'm not coming this weekend. Oh. Which was the first time to cancel yeah. on all these other things. Because if you're in sniper mode, dude, if you're in you sniper mode, not, I'm like cool. you're not canceling. Cool. I'm basically like, hey, I know I did all the work di- digging up, but there's gold at the bottom. Go yeah, ahead yeah. and just grab it. I dig. I already dug yeah, the hole for yeah, you. That's yeah, how it felt. Totally. And I was like, cool. I'll never work in this town again. I got to change my name. I got to move to Mexico because maybe there's gigs there for whatever reason. Yeah, I'm and down with the polka style bass lines. Let's man, go. Man, I'll, oh. d- I'll dig. Whatever. And I remember like, you know, John was someone who was very dear and very like understanding. It's like, yeah, please feel better. Let me know what I can do. My dear friend Jamie from my band Sexy Delicious. Mm. He was like, he's like, oh my god, he's like, is there anything you need? And I was like, no, 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 I just need to, I just need to be at home right now. I just need to, I don't know what I need, but I, I yeah. And he was like, totally. He's like, I'll find a bass player. He's like, or I'll do it as a duo. Or he's like, whatever, we're fine. He's like, we're yeah. fine. He's like, you. It was the first time he was ever like, he's like, I love you, man. He's like, he's like, I'll call you tomorrow. And that, and then one of the other gigs, oh, I not, called. No guilt trip. No guilt trip. And then one See, of the gigs I yes. called, and of course I won't say the names. They were like, you're not coming. Oh yeah, and I was like, I'm yeah. super that's sick. What it, that's why I pictured in my head. Yeah, yeah, and they were like, Well, who, who? What are we gonna do? Like, what are we gonna do? And I was like, I don't know. And they were like, They they were kind of like, Well, what's been going on? I was like, Well, I've been, and I was like, Really, I was like, I'm going to therapy, and it's digging up a lot of stuff, and I'm having a really time coping with just being mm. a, like awake right now. Yeah, and and they were like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, is there any way we can get your charts and try to find a new guy? Like, can you make some calls? And, like, they could give a shit about oh. how I was feeling. They were yes. like, we have this gig. And it was a whack fucking gig. Yes. And then I was like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to drop these charts on my door stoop. It's like, you can come get them if you want. Yeah. 
And they did. Oh. And I never played that gig again, and I didn't want to. Yeah. Because instantly you're like, oh, okay, I see yeah. what this is. Yeah. Do, you don't give a single shit about what I'm going through right now. Yeah, yeah. It's just well, totally put us in a weird spot. How are you going to help get us out? Totally. And, and, yeah. and it was in that experience being super low, because I've had people have to cancel on me, too. Yeah. And sometimes it's canceling because, like, I, I can't say I just need to cancel. Yeah. Maybe you're sick. Maybe you're whatever. Or maybe you're just like, I, I feel really bad right now. And I just can't come. Yeah. That's where I was learning to grow empathy is, like, I was getting punched in the face. Oh, man. Yes. And then learning, like, like ah, uh, yes. Human beings. Hell. For sure. This and, is how it works. And that was the, that was the, the start. The start to my career as a recovering perfectionist. Dude, I, man, I think. And now I sew. And you're supposed yeah. to be perfect sewing. And I'm yeah, super supposed imperfect to be perfect yeah. sewing. Are you? Oh, well, my I mean, God. I guess terrible. Should, yeah, we were telling, we were talking the other day uh, how it's the imperfection, which is crazy because you know that, right? And sewing, yeah, yeah. like, you know it's the imperfections that make someone go, oh, this is handmade. Right. This is made yeah. by someone by hand, not, not yeah, yeah. in automation. Here's, here's what we're going to do right now. Here's what we're going to do right now. I'm going to pee. Oh, dude. So we're going to take a break. Tom, there's nothing worse than sitting and having to go pee yeah, in one yeah. of these conversations and holding it for another half hour. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, because then I'd be like, yeah, you know, and then I just made a whole bunch of projects and then anyways, <laughs> go online. Bye. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Okay, so we're going to, but we're not going to edit this out. We're going to keep the pause. Yeah. So I need so if you could, Rob, if you could sort of fill this time. Honestly, I need two and a half minutes tops. Yeah. Tops. That's it. Two minutes if everything goes well in there. Yeah. But I need you to just use this time, reflect, maybe build what some you new said. questions. Okay. And 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 like I won't know what you came up with, but I'm gonna set the mic down. Unless you listen back to this. You, while I'm in there, do you want a coffee? Another um, thing? Are you having another coffee? I mean, no. I, I, I probably no, should. I'm good. I might at the end. If, you, uh, if you grab me a water on your way I'm out. I'm going to get you a water. Okay. Uh, people in the world timing. All right. The timer started. I am keeping this rolling. Uh, okay. This... I will say this. Um, I'm like I'm having an argument, by the way, on in, inside my mind, whether I really do what Ben said, and uh, just keep this rolling, uh, as people give me weird looks as they're walking by right now, or if I do get r introspective about what Ben's saying. So I'm gonna say this. Let me get introspective now that Ben's not here. I think this is one of my favorite conversations already because I feel like um, a misunderstanding I had growing up, I would say, what am I, 34 right now? I think it was like literally 30 years of my life I spent thinking that it was our successes that connect us with other people. If we could share the things that make us cool, the wins in our life, if we could share those with other people, that's what would connect us with other people. That's what would get people like us. They'd be impressed by that. Uh, but, oh, you're back. I'm finishing this thought. <clears throat> I've, been, I've kept it rolling. It's still going. I'm gonna back up for two seconds. Yep. Here's the deal. I feel like, because I wanna, I wanna, I'm gonna bring you in because I want you to. There we go. I, I was just saying that I, I spent, th I'm 34 right now, I spent 30 years of my life with a misunderstanding of what 
connects me to other people and what mm. endears me to other people. Mm-hmm. I used to think that it was by sharing the wins and the successes in life. And this is why this is one of my favorite conversations mm. I, I've mm-hmm. had on this podcast because I feel so as we going, mm-hmm. I may keep sharing stuff that comes yeah. up to my mind, but I, I've realized in the past four years that it's by sharing the, like the pains and like the shit we've gone through yeah. and like our struggles that is like the only way that connects us with other people and, and endears us with other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's only by sh- sharing that that someone goes, oh, I thought I was the only one yeah. uh, that went through that. Oh, I, I've been dealing with this stuff. And you know what I mean? Like if I would have heard this mm-hmm. conversation, dude, when I was a freshman in college studying music, dude, it would change things. For Maybe. I probably totally. wouldn't have been able to hear it. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, you're, you're, you're right. Play, but you know you're what right. I mean? Like yes. you wouldn't, uh, it would have changed things for me. Uh, so I'm all that to say, Thanks for being open and honest. Absolutely. And like stepping in this. I Absolutely. think it's like, I really, I'm not, I really value like this kind of conversation. Yeah, yeah. You know uh, I mean? Oh, thanks for the water. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, of course, honesty is the thing we do, uh, thing we all know. And, and since, I mean, the time we've known this too, but we also, you're 34, I'm 31, so we're essentially okay. the same age. And we grew up like 90s and it was yeah. all about wins and successes. And it was all yes. about mar- like marching to your wins and successes, yes. you know, which is a good message to a point. But our entire thing was like, you can be anything you want. It's like, if you want to be president, like, fuck that, that's too small. You yes. can be a fucking astronaut president. And you're like, oh my God. And so you're like, you're like pushing so hard to achieve these <laughs> yeah. things. And so every time you have a every time you have a step backwards, you're like, I'm never gonna go to fucking yeah. space office. And, yeah, and and, and and every failure pushes you further away from other humans totally. because you go, oh, those people, no one's dealing with what I'm dealing with inside my head because no one else is sharing it. Exactly. And then I mean, it, it, you know, it's era by era has these different versions of a narrative that they try to like go mm. to, and then now it's all about. It's all about like like own your failures and like you have to let these people fail and of course like, I guess I'm, that probably is like a and that's a new thing yeah, and it's, new again thing, and yeah. like it's always been true but here's the other deal so just I, failure porn. I, I have this thing the sewing thing I do and oh yeah and I I fail more now having this clothing brand than I ever did as a musician. I, I had less failures as a musician, which gave me more stress. I have more failures as a Really, a seamstress as a designer, and I'm super fucking zen about it. And you're you totally it doesn't affect you like. No, I mean I get grumpy, but when I fuck up, like yeah. like even today, I got like on my way over here, I got a text and someone's like, "Hey, is that going to be ready in time for like the okay. photo shoot?" Because I was doing this project for this yeah. other client or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, "Nah." Yeah. No, nah, I forgot. Yeah. I f- I forgot and I blew it, and yeah. you now have the right to never use me for your business again. Interesting. And straight up because my brain didn't do it. Yeah. Just because I fucked it up. Yeah. Dude, what is, is, are there any other, so I think about, obviously in bass music world, wrong notes, maybe wrong approach. Yeah. Uh, maybe playing something that didn't necessarily fit yeah. the thing. What is like a mistake in embroidery? Or, and the, or well, first of all, would you... Is, to me, you're what you're stitching your clothing line. For yeah. me, I'm thinking like embroidery. Yeah, I do I a lot like of it's embroidery. Bigger. It's bigger. Okay, it, what it, is it? It's it's bigger. It's going to be bigger at the moment. It's primarily just chain stitch embroidery and doing a lot of custom design work and stuff yeah. like that. But I also make clothes from scratch, and I'm learning how to do this, and I'm growing a, a bigger line. And so, in my brain, mm. it's a fucking clothing empire, of course. Oh yeah. And right now. Instagram knows it as like an embroidery artist with like a little bit of like a mysterious designer behind it. Right. So it's evolving and it's growing, but that's sweet. But essentially I spent all day sewing in the studio right now. Yeah. Really? And, and 
I mean, playing a wrong note on stage was like, fuck, like, that sounds bad. And I remember, like, and I remember doing a musical run, like a tour musical, and the last show, the last note of the fucking, f- like, the, not the, not the, like the credits and not like the walkout, but like the finale music or whatever. And the whole, it was in C, and, bump. And a big button, a big button. I played C sharp. I was the only one. And the music director just looked at me with a like, after six weeks, you're going to play a fucking C sharp. There's no excuse for that. And and that that one moment has just evolved into such a monster in my own nightmares over the years. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. But like, I've straight up like, like... I will be sewing shit and doing things for people. And when you're working with design, it's, I've learned it with design and it's the same thing in music, but I really didn't see it until now. But like, there's no wrong design. There's no wrong mm. color. There's no wrong shape. There's no wrong seam or line. You know? It's, yeah. It's like, if I'm embroidering something, because it's all freehand and I do like, an, like a circle, I'm never going to make a perfect circle. You know no. what I mean? I mean? I make this weird like oblong circle. and But it's like, it's sweet. But I don't. I did that. Yeah, I did that. And is that something you? Okay, that mindset of I did that. That's cool. The this is handmade. That that mindset is that some is that something you had to work towards? Here's what it is. Natural. Here's it. Here's what it is. It's it's deeper than that because I'm trying to figure it out right now why I think that because like like I'll sew some shit together and it's I'm like this is the best I can do it right now and it's kind of whack because I pushed myself on this idea but fuck it I'll sell it. Yeah. You know if you want to wear it it's gonna look tight as hell. Yeah. But it's with style too. the the concept of right and wrong in in subjective manner matters yeah. is just obtuse. So like good music and bad music is that's garbage. That concept is garbage. Uh, yes. Good style, bad style is garbage. Like Dude, good movies, bad movies, like yes. fuck that. Okay. You saying that sounds so natural, but for me, for the longest time I held so tight to the thought that there is one right thing to play and I gotta figure yes. out what the right thing is right. and I'm like holding on super tight. And, uh, and that's the concept of like a like the a, right thing. That's like yeah. a, a painter who's like waiting for the muse. Like the okay. muse is the spirit. It'll come in and it'll give me the right thing to paint the right picture. As if there's one out there. As if God has a plan in the future where the painting already exists. And you just have to gamble on guessing the right yes. thing. What kind of life is that? What kind of fucking free choice is that? Like it's yeah. baloney. Yeah. You know, and the concept of like, you know, like there's a thousand patches on this keyboard and one of them's the right one. How am I supposed to know? And <laughs> yeah, the truth is there's a hundred right ones yeah. because every single one of them is going to be right. And I, I just break down in the studio if people are trying to find like the perfect thing. Cause I was like, man, you're so on the wrong side of this right now because you will spend your eternity in a castle waiting for the perfect thing. And then it won't even matter. Like who's the fucking band? My bloody Valentine. Right. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Right. The neurosis that they spent their first record came on. It was dope. Super awesome. Like proggy. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, we're going to make the perfect record. And they spent like 25 years making this record because they had to make it perfect. Perfect. And every sound was perfect. And everything was going to yes. be amazing. And people were like, this is going to be legendary because that first record was dope. And then their new record finally came out and they're all old now. And they spent <laughs> their whole lives doing it. It was their vocation. It was their fucking destiny. And yeah. the record came out and I put this it is my on. life's work. And I listened to it and I was like, yeah, sounds pretty cool. Yeah. And when it was done, I never listened to it again. Yeah. <laughs> you and didn't cry. And I'm like, you're right. Like, the tones yeah. are great. The songs are great. All that kind of stuff. But just because you polished a rock perfectly doesn't mean it's, like, I'm going to carry it in my pocket all day, man. It's a <sighs> fucking rock. You know? And so the concept of, like, I mean, I, you know, Miles Davis, of course, said, like, it's not a wrong, like, it's, if you play it enough time or whatever, it's, like, yeah. wrong notes are just, like, jazz notes or whatever. And. And, you know, Miles Davis was probably pretty high when he said that. But I think it's super true <laughs> that 
like what's a wrong note like a battle of the bands i remember we did a battle of the uh, bands and like this yes. band's better it's dude, like why dude i hate i hate comp- music competition shows there's n- there's very few things on earth that i get spiteful more towards totally like the voice america's like totally. screw that that just puts me in a horrible mood totally and i do agree i do agree that like like there's a way to measure like technique uh like uh Find yeah. Ways okay. Of, yeah. Like, you know, and that, but that's a different con. That's a different conversation. Yeah. Is like good, t- good technique and bad technique. That's a. That's we're talking a, sports now. Yeah. Now exactly. we're getting into right. like who can run faster. You're totally right. Who, yeah. You, yeah. Whose I form mean, putting the ball in the hoop yeah. is better? That, yeah. Which essentially who's taller? You know, it's like yeah. it's a, a, an easy thing to measure, but like subjective, like the concept of art, it's like. I think I t- I hold so dear the term art and artists that if that the concept of boiling it down or like minimizing it or like or like pinning it against itself is just offensive mm. to me that someone's like their art is better than your art it's like no because they did something that was in their heart and I too did something in my heart and I would hope they're different yes because that's the that's the only way this world works and for yes. you to even put a flag down on any direction like you have some authority over like my heart yeah like, sh- like shut up yeah okay so my thing is i get i, I get that, heated about oh, it. i dude, get fucking heated yes because my th- my the difference with me and maybe it's not a difference but for me it's i put those on myself yeah, like yeah. i think about the i put the and i don't i don't think it's fair to do yeah. And I think I have put hindrances on relationships musically with friends who are, say, a producer. I put the weight on them like they are now supposed to be a judge of all things creative right. and tell me yeah. if my art's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, I mean, that's the role of a producer to be kind of the yep. uh, the weighing of what I, what fits, what's going to stay, and what's going to leave. But I would put that as like, oh, no, you're going to – I was ex- almost expecting every session yeah. I show up to, every gig – for you to tell, for you to, oh man, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, there's a specific word I'm thinking of, but for you to tell me that what I'm doing is good enough, and yes. therefore I'm good enough, and I, yeah. I can call myself an artist. Somehow. Yeah, like validate, validate, one hundred percent. That's the word, no doubt. And I should call this uh, podcast "Searching for Words" with Rob Morgan. Yeah, I got a word. We're not going to newspaper. Gonna, we're, that's yeah, it. newspaper. Um, we're not moving on until we figure out yeah. this damn word. Um, well, in man. I tried so hard as a musician to get noticed, like for people to know me by name yeah. or know me by face. No one could give a shit about me. Now I could care less about it with Dinosaur Hampton stuff, and everybody recognizes me now. And and it's this w- way that it's like, you know, hell yeah. When you're like searching for so validation, cool. you'll never get it. When you stop focusing on the trivial and just put goodness into the world, like you're like have confidence in the heart and the brain you've cultivated and just try to add to the world and add to society, I think you're rewarded with with praise or whatever because I think praise is good. I don't think it's about like trying to feed your ego. I think I think people being like, hey, I love your work. Like it's like when you see mm. a, an actor, yeah. you're like, I know you don't know me and I know you get still the time, but like the truth is like your art moves me and so I want you to know that it means a lot to me. And people who can really accept that it's like that means a lot to me that you said that. And when people are like, hey, I mm. love your design to me, that means a lot to me, not because mm. I'm like, you know who the fuck I am? Yeah, like, my name is fucking dinosaur yes. or whatever. I it's have like, now been made it's, larger. It's like, oh my! It's it's that feeling of like, man, I had a hand in something that gave yeah. you joy. Yes. what a gift. Yes, and when people are like, I love that record you're on. I was like, ah, oh, that record sucked. I would never be able to take it because I was like searching for fucking like baseball magazine to write about me. Like, why would they write the fuck of like who am I? You know what I mean? And, yeah, man. And yeah. so when it comes to yeah. creation. 
the truth. I mean, we'll we'll never get all fully over it because we're we're all dealing with we're carrying our baggage, and it's not the point of like leaving our baggage, but but choices should be made. So this is what I tell people like when they're dressing, like you know, and a lot of people like I don't know how to dress myself, and I'm like, cool, already you're wrong because you super do, you super do. Mm. Maybe you you haven't felt like you have, or you have like you, you're nervous about it, or you you don't have the right clothes, or you just haven't had like a support group, mm-hmm. or it's like people who have these abusive relations with their style, and they're like, I can't do hats. I'm not a hat guy. Have you said that in your life? Dude. I have said that in my life. Dude, I've have said that this last week. Yes, yeah, no yeah. doubt. Uh, and that's a that's a damn. Fideras. Fedora, fedoras, whatever the, whatever the fedora, hats. fedora hats. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, those look badass. I've got so many friends that rock them. I wish I could rock them. I look like an idiot in them. Yeah, I, I'm not a hat guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that is Satan's narrative you're giving yourself right there, because <laughs> that's a complete load of bullshit. And because we all feel yourself yeah. bullshit, yeah. you know, you have an yeah, appetite yeah. for it now. But yeah. you're a hat like, guy if you find a hat you want to wear. Yeah, and. You can wear yes. a hat and it'll look great. And no one out in the world is like, that guy looks like he doesn't wear hats that often. Uh-huh. Because everyone's too busy thinking about themselves. So no one's. And But what happens is you see someone in a hat and mm. they're inside, like, oh, fuck, I don't look weird in this hat. But then I'm like, yo, look at that dope ass hat that guy's yes. wearing. Yeah. I want to rock a fucking hat like that. Yes. And the trick is, you're absolutely a hat guy if you want to be a hat guy. But you don't have to. Your choices in style should not be based on an arbitrary set of rules dictated by some sort of authority. Yes. Your choices in style should be on the things that you like or don't like. Yeah. Which isn't good or bad. It's just you get to like. It's like I don't like sneakers on me, but I like them on other people. Yeah. So I don't wear sneakers. I'm not. Yeah. Not because I'm like sneakers are whack. Interesting, because I'm not. I'm not a sneaker guy. Yeah. But sneakers I could are be, dope. If I wore sneakers, I'd be a sneaker guy. Sneak, yeah, sneakers, sneakers are, are dope. dope. Yep. And I have a couple that I really like yeah. that I wear, but. You know, you don't have to be a guy that wears a suit all the time. If yeah. you want to be like, if you're just hoodie and like ripped up jeans, like choose that, be that, and enjoy mm. that. You know, and yeah. with bass playing, we're all like, how do I make the worst thing to do is sit down and be like, how do I make that Paul McCartney line that will go down in infamy? Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, you're already never gonna make a good bass. You line. can never. Oh, no, yes. and all you can do is be like, I like how this sounds. Yes, and this is me. Yeah, and if someone doesn't want you to be you in any situation then fucking kick him in the shins and never talk to that person again yeah because they're not your real friend man okay the you saying that the second you said you wanted to write that line baseline you're totally screwed and i'm thinking about i heard a quote this week um i think it was yogi berra was talking about you can't Yogi Bear yeah. the baseball yeah, yeah. player he's like, you can't hit and think at the same time totally and I know this is a little a digression from that no, but exactly from what he made the, you can't like if the second you're obsessed with what you're trying to prove something yeah. or the end result yeah. I would almost say do you, would you say that like the end yes. like you're yes. worried about the end result instead of the moment creating exactly then you're just screwed well and it's I mean it's a conversation of being present learning yeah. how to be present yes and when it when it comes to creating the hard part is creating is a very unstable internal piece of your of your of your psyche or your, mm-hmm. your consciousness, and that's really scary. And it's not like you can stand somewhere and like move all these things around on your like your big like mood board in your brain. What you're dealing with is like you're floating sort of ambiguously in this space, and so it can feel like how would you you have infinite choices? How could you ever start to pick? Yes, you know. And human beings, I don't think originally are designed 
to just be able to be comfortable in that space, right? But then a certain few in this world are able to sort of navigate or at least find comfort in not navigating that abyss. Yeah, And they are the ones who invent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those are the ones who are like, I think we can build buildings that are 77 stories. And someone's like, that's stupid. Our houses are made out of mud. And they're like, no, 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 check it out, dog. Like, big-ass buildings. I'm going to invent that shit. And I don't know if that's how civilization has started. And that's how the skyscraper was Yeah, that's uh, how somebody's like, yo, I'm going to write a Bible. Someone's like, what's a Bible? And you're like, you'll see. You'll see. And look at us now. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. This is where I'm interested and curious about you. Is that I was talking to Nate Babs when I told him we were getting together. I said, yeah. "You know, you know, Ben. What is what is Ben's thing? Like, what do you, when it comes to being an artist and creating things and the way he functions like that? What's something you respect most?" And he said, "You beyond other people, uh, we're talking about the distance between having an idea and acting on it." Oh yeah, yeah. Yours is you just don't second guess yourself. Right. It was his thought. You just you just create. You act. That's right. Uh, and I'm just wondering, it sound that totally goes into play and in all this stuff. Yeah. Do you, is that just natural for you or is that something you've made a conscious decision of like, I'm not going to listen to the voices that would pull me away from that? Yes. Uh, I believe that's a loaded question. Yeah. It, and it's an offensive question. No, <laughs> How dare you ask me about my process? So distance is an important piece that it's like the distance between an idea in your head, an idea in the real world is a crucial space. It's a crucial space. And the trick is, just like in your instrument, your instrument needs to be an extension of your brain. Yes. Right? So that as soon as you have an idea, it can exist through your instrument. If it has to go through a bunch of things, like I don't know the right chords or whatever, or you second guess, whatever, it can get lost. And that's yeah. why oftentimes people just hit record and they just have random ideas because that that free form thought, that sort of like like stream of consciousness of, yes. uh, of invention is oftentimes really really good because if you have cultivated a life with a good heart and a good brain, you're going to come up with amazing shit. Even people who like I'm not creative come yeah. up with amazing stuff all the time. Human beings have a capacity to create at such an beautiful level that it's just mind-boggling. Yeah. 7 billion, 8 billion people in this world can all make beautiful things and yes. they all do every single day my mind instantly goes back to your hat comment just yeah. wear a hat then you're a hat just, guy you're a hat guy just make something Dope then you're creative exactly yeah. exactly create and something the, the biggest you know one of the biggest disservices to this to this human race is that think of how many ideas are getting lost in own, their own people's anxieties in the planet you know what I mean how mm-hmm. many people great ideas that they just get stuck inside but it's really scary to put things out there for the sheer reason here's the here's the order of oh. events I have yes. an idea put it out into the world what if it sucks what if it fails what if people know it fails what if no one will ever love me that's where it goes and then and then i will die alone unloved and that's our ultimate fear as human beings no one right? respect me everything i did is pointless is, everything is pointless there's no god yes. we all end up in the dirt yes it's like right on it's like i'm just trying to come up with a baseline right now man. <laughs> I, I don't know if i need to be asking these questions right now man. <laughs> i know but but when uh, you have an effective brain yeah. these are the thing places you go and so i i think Shortening that distance is all about demystifying the concept of failure or your end goal, mm, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's I make a show, I write a fucking play, or I make a jacket, and I put it out into the world. What's the worst that can happen, right? And we all know this conversation. We yeah, always, yeah. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Someone's like, I hate that shit. I'm never going to buy it. I'm never going to do it again. And when you're like, man, that's actually what I want to happen because then I'll learn, mm. you know, and... And it's, 
you know, it's as simple as like, I don't know, it seems simple, but I'm trying to, we have fears of things going wrong, but they're going to go wrong. So let it go wrong. Yeah. Let it go wrong. And Oh, that's it's, so good. Yeah, Dude, that's so I, good. Like, I'm just sort of like, because I, I know this process because I don't consciously, I don't consciously think about it. I think it's that I've worked hard in my life yeah. to have a lot of ideas and trust my ideas. But yeah. there's a lot of times where I throw my ideas out there. I'm like, man, that shit's whack, but send it out. <laughs> Set yeah. it free, baby. Yeah. Set it free because yeah. I think, you know, it's a mix of also like chasing my mortality that it's mm. like, I, you know, my the last thing I want is for good ideas to die with me. Yeah. So I need to get oh. as many out before my body gives up as I can. Oh, whether man, they're good that or bad. Is so heavy. Because yes. once the, you know That's they're so with good. me in my fucking casket. Yeah. And I'm grateful to have them, but like me <laughs> and the worms don't need them, man. Yeah. Like oh. unless, and I hope I don't necessarily believe in in <laughs> in white heaven that <laughs> the, the version <laughs> of like that we grew up with. Yeah. Um. Uh. I I hope heaven. There is a heaven. I hope it's a, exactly like real life where I can just try to start a business and have struggles. <sighs> Except yes. it's just sunny more days. That's all I want. Not all days. Yes. Just a few more days. Yes. That's that's heaven to me. <laughs> and I'm still like, man, I'm getting a hard time raising money for this thing. Or, mm-hmm. man, I had a rough day, but I'm getting through it, you know. And yeah. So I do. I've made a lot of things. I've put a lot of stuff out there. A lot of it has failed. A lot of it has gone well. I don't know. I mean, so that's so good. I think it comes back to like everyone needs to just get punched in the fucking face, and then you're like, that doesn't hurt that bad. I mean, it's no fun. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But it ain't that bad. And if that's the worst, on the flip side of being able to make anything, like as if I make a bad show, someone's gonna punch me in the face. But yeah, but the worst that could happen just isn't as bad as the 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 fucking gold the joy of creating something and putting it on the world and seeing your thing come to life and i also think a lot of people haven't had the opportunity to see their ideas come to fruition if people could see their ideas exist if someone could like come up with a play come up with a song and hear it or see it get made the the amount of dopamine the endorphins like that's the best drug in the world man like your fears Mm. of what could go wrong are just peanuts compared to just the euphoria of seeing your idea come to life. And if more people could have that opportunity, forget their weird bullshit ideas to exist for a moment in time, I think it's like, then they would be like me, and all I'm doing is I'm just chasing that high, man. You know? I'm just trying to get high. Dude, you know what? That's, maybe that's it. Maybe the thing isn't to take failure and take it down and say it's not a big deal or maybe just or just push through it man it's worth maybe it's to have something that's worth more something that right. is something that is greater yes that's worth that that risk that's right no and doubt i think you're right i think do you, it sounds like do you, it sounds like a momentum thing yeah because like you have a win yes. you have a thing you see something created that pushes you to the next thing pushes you to the next thing you know Motivation is stronger if it's promoting a positive than yes. trying to defeat a negative, right? Like, 
if it's an addition to your life and not a subtraction, like yes. it's gonna have more effect. If it's like you're doing this to subtract the chance of failure, it's yeah, like, cool. That's kind of motivating. Or if you're doing this because it could be the addition of something super grand, mm. that's incredibly motivating. Yeah, you know. And so I do feel that humans are generally like intrinsically like more trying to chase after growth and addition, like beautiful things to add to their life than trying to just escape terrible things. Mm. Yes, you know. Is that right? Well, I think. Am I wrong? Uh, no, I think you're right. I just don't. Well, what is that thing? Here, here's what I'm trying to say. Uh, there was a. I heard something about a study that. It, that's they were saying that with your brain, a negative thought, in mm-hmm. your brain is like Velcro, mm. and it we hold on to the negative thoughts, but positive thoughts and a positive moment in your brain is actually like Teflon, and I think they said. It was either somewhere between five and fifteen seconds that you need to dwell on a positive thought or emotion yeah. for it to stick as long as a negative one. That's why yes. you have like if you read the comments, you have a negative comment, that one will stand yeah. out above the hundred people telling you how much they were impacted totally. by. But I think that's also I mean I, I think it has a lot of power. Okay. Because it's answering our calls to our own like our own insecurities, right? Which we all have. And it's really, mm, yeah. it's really easy yeah, yeah. to drop something than to pick something up. Right. And so like gravity pulls it down. So I, I don't think it's more motivation. I, I don't think it's, I, I don't think that it is actually more effective or that. I think it just has a lot of power because it has gravity on its side and because it needs gravity on its side. If evil is a thing that's trying to win, it's using all the things to its advantage, which is gravity. But things that go up, like things that are positive in your life, they don't need, they don't, like they can go against the grain because the power is that great or the energy is that oh. great. It's sort of, uh, it's physics. Hell yes. Hell yes. Dude, that's so good. It's so physics. Yes. It's so <laughs> it's physics. It's fucking science. But, yeah. But I, I, I've lived, I remember I did an interview once for the U of M's paper and it was, it was just a piece on me because there was this girl that I was dating at the time and I was like, yo, put me in the paper. <laughs> and she wrote this article on me and she called, it, I was called the eternal optimist. Mm, okay. Because she was like, you find a way to be optimistic about everything. And and it's not that I don't understand when it's like to be sad and all those other things, but I generally have an optimistic look out on life, not because I'm naive, but because I think the power of optimism, I think the power of the good is so powerful that, that it's worth it. It's mm. worth it to put in the work. And because I've seen the benefits of putting in the work, a lot of people are like, I know there's things I could do. I know I could go to the gym or go for blah, 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 and it'd make me mm. feel better, but it's not worth the work. But then once you start going, you're like, oh, it's worth it. And I don't go to the gym. Fuck that. But, <laughs> but like, like, like looking for the silver lining or the good or learning how to develop true... Mm, true beauty or growth from in finding the things that you love in any situation might take work but again like the high it gets me like yeah the place it, the things that it can give to me is just it's richer than anything else and and i will fall into into valleys and i'll fall into pits about my own despair all the time i i, I will never ever get over that i will yeah. never have a perfect day i will never not have existential dread or feel like a failure in these moments and i i hope i you know I hope it stays that way. But 
you know, you you work hard not to cure your anxiety, but to make sure everyone has a seat at the table and that like you have the microphone. That was my yeah. like metaphor. Was Interesting. like yes. my you know, my therapist said that he was like, Why does anxiety have the microphone? Like he's talking to everybody. Like he's on the intercom inside. You're at your board meeting. Yeah. You got you know, you oh, got fear, that. you got excuse, you have your ego, and then there's sleepy yeah. and sneezy and then all the other elves. Yes. And, and then anxiety is like, and here's what we're gonna do. Fuck casual Fridays. We're gonna come in on Saturdays. We're gonna start doing TPS reports in the morning. And everyone's like, man, this job sucks. And then I'm sitting there like, man, I used to run this fucking place. And I hired this guy in job. I hired this guy as well. Yeah. And he's he's running us into the ground. And I was like, I so basically all it is is you're just trying to pull rank, dog. Yeah. I'm out here, I'm like, you know what? You're on. You're this close to getting canned, Bucko. <laughs> All right, give me the microphone. I'm like, here. We're gonna make some changes. Casual Fridays are back. We're doing Thirsty Thursdays, and we're gonna fucking no, no, no school on Mondays. It's like a school job sort of thing. But but giving the microphone to a proper in, a in proper, your mind, you are a CEO and also a principal, principal of a school. Right, yeah. totally. All these authorities that I've needed to sort of like have, have feel like, like I could have in my life, you know, bosses and all that kind of stuff. But but that everyone's at the table, yeah. And you're like, here's what we're doing, yeah. So I talk. It's, it's basically the movie Osmosis Jones. Remember that shit. Remember um, Osmosis Jones? It, I can't bring that forward right now. Out of all it. the prolific movies. Yes. In the Hollywood canon, this they, is the one. they they got it right. Really, Osmosis Jones got it right. I believe Chris Rock played the voices. Half yeah. animated. Yeah. Bill Murray. Um, oh. It's it's silly, but it's basically. I guess there was that that other Disney movie that was really good too. Fuck it. Uh, uh, what was, oh, yeah, the the recent <laughs> one, the animated one. They're um, all animated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't remember. Not important. Yeah, yeah. Osmosis Jones yeah. was dope. Yeah. And it's a f- it's all these like it's like a whole village inside all yeah. working for the betterment of Bill or whatever yes. his name is. Bob. Probably yes. Bob. Bob. Inside and, out or inside Inside out. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it's that sort of thing we're all at yeah. the table and you know the yeah. main version, the main person who's running the show is like, "All right. Here's what we do. We're going to start a clothing company." Yeah. Of course, there's a lot of issues. There's a lot of things we have to talk about. There's a lot of ups and downs to it. But it looks like there's a lot of mojo. I think we're headed that way. It's going to be a big yeah. change for the company. But now is the time for us to all express our opinions in a safe way. And anxiety's like, yeah, no one loves this guy, so why would they love his designs? It's yeah. a good point. <laughs> Noted. Let's <laughs> Noted. put it on the board. Yeah. And it's a dry erase board. They're like, let's yes. put it on the board and let's just see how it plays. Yes. And then, and then confidence is over there. It's like, awesome. All I can say is that... Great meeting so far, guys. Craft services was delightful. I'm really happy that we can have the discourse. I think we're going to kick fucking ass at designing clothes. And we might have a couple setbacks. But I think we've worked hard enough that we can really see this to the next quarter. Yeah. And then everyone cheers a little bit and anxiety's like, I don't know. It's like, tell you what, anxiety. You and me, we're going to get a drink after this. We're going to hang, brother. <laughs> yeah. And you, by befriending anxiety, you are actually, in a way, curing it. Oh, dude. Hell yes. Hell yes. Hell yes. Because, man, I feel like, so for me at least, so much of my life has been, or it was, or whatever, it was tr- trying to fix anxiety, not allow it to have a seat in the table. Or another, yeah, yeah, yeah. another yes, analogy yes. for me is 
uh, driving in the car. Like they're they're in the back seat. They're not steer. They don't have the yeah, steering that's wheel. That's right. But you know, I'm like I'm worried about k- trying to kick them out of the car. Totally. So I can't even drive. It's like putting all my energy totally. into like fix myself and d- instead of just acknowledging, okay, this is this shit I have to deal yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. None of this is gonna go away. They yeah. they'll get a little quieter. They're not gonna be necessarily totally. on the microphone because if you kick everyone else out, you are lonely. And that sucks. Yeah. And you're just way overly too positive and no one trusts you in life. Right. And then <laughs> and then you overstep and you get punched in the fucking face. face. Sidebar, you used to have Rob Morgan used to have a website as a bass player, a session bass player. Okay. And you would do blog posts. Oh god. Which was essentially the first version of Rob Morgan's a curious person. Uh, yeah, it kind of was. It was just that And here's what I remember music, about it. Uh, I read it. I read it. <laughs> I fucking read it. Right? Like, on the online, like, ooh, this well, fucking and, guy. And also, like, is, like uh, you know, when did you get married? 2000. This We're coming up on seven years. Seven years, right? Yeah. And so, obviously, your wife is wonderful. Uh, and you two are together are wonderful. And you have a, a great admiration and love for her. And it shows. And it's really beautiful mm-hmm. and, ind- and enduring. And, like, Hell to yeah. hear and to experience that. Both on the podcast, yeah. but then when we're to all together. Yeah, right? yeah. And early on... Like when you two were together, your blogs were just like you were super pumped about this chick. You're like, I got this awesome girl hanging out with, and then you got married, and like marriage is crazy. And you were in the same, the first version of you trying to be curious, where you were like, I'm trying to figure out these big life things, yeah. And I feel amazing, but why do I feel amazing? And I remember how do I put this into words. I remember two yeah. things. Number oh. one, the homepage was a fucking was like a mock Ampeg SVT amp. Oh, yes, <laughs> I can't believe you remember that. Yes, and and the homepage was an old Ampeg SVT tubed bass head, and then the knobs that was treble but it was like like shows and then like bass was like bio and you'd click it and they would turn oh, so cringy <laughs> not even dude i remember pulling getting on that shit and i was so fucking jealous i was like this is tight as hell man i was like i gotta do a cool shit like this but then i was like you took the last good idea and now my website's gonna suck man and i was like yes. that's fucking and I thought that was so sweet. I know it's silly now, yeah. but you crushed it. Oh, then man. I thought that was so sick. And then you wrote a blog post that was that was really prolific, and and it was more prolific than you even realized. I think at that moment, based on your writing, it was it was it was. And see if you see, 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 see if you remember this one. It was about I can't believe your memory. It was about the shampoo conditioner combo. So basically, your wife was like, "Hey." Look at this sweet deal. They're putting shampoo and conditioner in the same bottle. And you were like, rad, my hair's going to be on fire yes. right now. And then you got your ass in the shower. You're like, I'm going to rinse this up. You got, you got your wash on. And then you came out and you were like, to like combing your hair. And apparently you realized, you were like, yo... It's not well enough shampooed nor conditioned. It's a lose lose. <laughs> yes, because yes, everyone was you're not doing anyone. Yes, it's I not totally doing anyone. Yes. And it's the same version of like of like don't half ass yes. two things, whole ass one thing. Yes, which we we all know. And we oh, all yeah. talk about and things like that. Yeah, and, yeah. And the idea of like like it's not that hard to just buy a shampoo and a conditioner. Yeah, it's not that hard. No, like. But we see this and we're like, oh man, how convenient. I'm saving yes. all this time. They're doing such a nice thing for me because they're combining yes. them. Like, I couldn't combine them on my own or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they just make it worse. And you realize, like, yo, they're fucking hustling me into buying this stupid product and they're not yes. even doing their job. Hell yeah. 
And then you were like, as a bass player, as a producer, as a music director, all this stuff. It's like, am I trying to do all these things? Am I trying? And actually, the concept of the one thing, which is a book I read called The One Thing, written by oh, David Keller, the owner of Keller Williams Realty, which my mom is a real estate agent at, wrote a book I've called heard of the, book. The, the One Thing, which the concept is like, don't spread yourself too thin, just do one thing and kick ass at it. Yes. And that was a very like that's very 2011 that shit came out. Yes, which means you, Rob Morgan, <laughs> curious person. Oh man, you were ahead. Of the time, writing a whole book. Yeah, no, you, you can just save your time and why no, not reading this. You were post. a few years ahead of that. You were oh, like, man. listen, this is going to come into full force soon, people. But the the proof is in the shampoo <laughs> conditioner combo. Okay, right here. Don't buy uh, it. Don't you're buy it. Hustled. Yes. And I thought oh, of that man, shit. So and I thought your writing was really beautiful. And I and I was more <laughs> jealous. I was like, man, he's killing it. I can't oh, even get my fucking Dorian yeah. scales. Jeez. And I'm like, oh yeah. Dude, and here's the deal, man. I this and I don't I don't think you're going this direction, but man, so much of what we're talking about, it comes down to identity. Yeah. Like what do you like where are you putting your identity? Yeah. Uh, like I'm no, at that time I felt like I knew I should be doing stuff outside of just music. And so I was like, no, fuck it, I'm just a bass, I'm a bass player. And if I write things, it's going to be music related and all this stuff. And I knew even at that point, I, sh I had this pulling towards kind of this right now me, the first time giving over, the past couple of years yeah. giving over to that, thinking outside just playing music and thinking bigger, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was so holding on to this identity of, no, fucking this bass, right. I'm a yeah, bassist. Yeah. I, gotta, I gotta win it gotta, as a bassist, <laughs> that's my deal. Uh, and... It's only by letting go and realizing, okay, maybe like the maybe about like the voices in your head, the all the positive, negatives, ego. Instead of, it's only by embracing every every facet that makes you you, that can make you the best version of yourself. And yeah. I feel like you, it seems like that's like a journey you've been on, doing this clothing design yes. world. Yes. Of like transitioning outside. Of, yeah, you're not done playing yeah. bass mm -mm. you're still doing it but your identity mm -mm. is bigger than this just one thing right but i think it, it i'm not a musician yeah i'm a creator yeah i'm a creator i'm a person i'm a brother yeah. i'm a son i'm a yeah friend I'm, yeah I, i'm these things and as like a creator and as a person bass was my gateway drug and mm. I'm getting the same things out of clothing as I was getting out of bass playing when I was making music or when I was doing film scores or when I was writing plays yeah. or whatever, any of these things yeah. that it, it, I was, I mean, it, it gives me the same sort of thing. And, and I will just, I'll keep inventing and just trying to create things until the day I die. Yeah. And maybe one day I'll want to be a chef and then one day I'll be like a painter and I don't know. I don't know what yeah. the hell I want to do. Yeah. But, but I think there's a lot of different mediums in the world and the concept of that it's all linear or in separate worlds that humans aren't capable of existing fluidly through all, all these ways. Like the, the brain and the heart is so much more powerful than we give it credit for all the time. Yes. And when people are like, I couldn't learn a new language. Like you could for sure learn a new language yeah. fucking tomorrow if you wanted to. Yeah. Like, like, we we possess the ability to do so many amazing things because all these amazing things have been done by humans. Also, terrible things have been done by humans. But it just it shows how truly powerful the energies we possess are. Yeah. And all I'm trying to do is to get people pumped up about spending their energy. 
<laughs> because everyone oh, has it. They're yes. just sitting on it. Yes. And I'm like, yo, and not to mean like I I'm gonna chill and watch The Office tonight for sure. Oh yeah. But but like but like all this energy and people are like, I got a crazy ass idea. What if I opened up a whatever? I'm like, yeah. do that now. Yeah. It's gonna be tight. Because when you're done, when you're in the ground, those ideas are going with yeah. you. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm going to be in my casket just, like, pitching ideas to worms. <laughs> like, no, check it out. going to be some startup at the top, <laughs> yeah. but then after a few months, we're going to be golden. What do you yes. say, boys? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be my vibe. <laughs> but, yeah, I uh, I love to create. Yeah. I love to put things in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified at the timeline of my mortality. Yeah. And I will constantly work on balancing that with all my other seats at the table. Yeah. And as many days and hours as I can spend smiling, the better. And that's all I'm doing. Yeah. Dude, do you still do bear in the barrel stuff? Not right now. Are you thinking about doing that in the future? It's on ice. Okay. Why is it on ice? Because I have a big freezer and I have a lot of of meat. (laughs) So it's all on ice. Because also starting a business like Dinosaur Hampton is yeah. eight days a week, so I'm, I'm I'm busy. Yeah, but dude, okay, let's. End, I do want to end it, but like I said, I want to be respectful of your yeah. time because I could stay here till midnight talking with you. When, yeah, man, you're someone that has so many freaking amazing ideas, and whenever I've heard ideas of yours, I think, yeah, that's a win. That's a win. That's mm-hmm. a win. That's a win. Out of all these ideas, you have a, a shitload of meat in your freezer. Yeah. How do you pick what to act on and like what's getting your attention? Totally, totally. It's 100% whatever I get jazzed on. I, I let myself get jazzed, super jacked up about an idea. Because it's the only energy that it's going to take to grow something. Because it's not like it's like, oh, there's a market for this right now, or I have some funding behind this, because I never have funding for yeah. anything. But it's basically <laughs> I have all these crazy ideas, and then one day it's just like, man, I, I started envisioning it. I started envisioning what it's going to look like, the colors, the shapes, the yeah. whatever whatever it is. And then I get pumped because to build an idea takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And the only way to carry yourself through that shit work, the grind, is to love it. And so I wait until there's something I love and then I just push through it until I don't love it anymore. Then I either sell it, get rid of it, or let it die. Or set it free. Yeah. Or put it back on ice. Beer in the barrel happened. Yeah. And it's not dead. It's just on ice. And maybe it, it's dead. Yes. Maybe it never happens again. Maybe that meat just, just spoils. But maybe it happens down the road. Yeah. And and so is, so is like a big part of your, that for you just listening to yourself? Or absolutely. Or you just like constantly? Yeah. And that, I think that's the biggest thing I've learned through my, my journey of being a creator is is learning to listen to myself. Yes. The, the good ideas and the bad ideas and the good thoughts yeah. and the bad thoughts. And I'm, I think that's healthy for all people is learning to listen to yourself. Oh, dude. And, and you know, and then with, by listening to yourself, you learn to listen to other people. Yeah. And then you learn to listen to the world and the energy that work and all the things beyond us. Man, that's so good. Okay, I, I do want to say to end this that... Man, I am so grateful that life has led me to where I'm at just as a person and life has led you to where you're at as a person yep. uh, to be like this whole combo is so much more beautiful uh, to be in a place where instead of the past, I couldn't have had this conversation with you because my ego was taking over yeah. and I was too, uh, my mind was, I was just comparing myself to everybody yeah. and never embracing my full self. But I feel like to be in a point where 
you can be so f- you I'm I'm just I'm getting this feeling of like for the past few years like you're being so fully yourself yeah and your own badassness yeah. It's made me want to be my own best mm. version of myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this conversation just gets me so pumped because I yeah. f- and I feel like that's the vibe that Nate always conveys of like when you guys are on the road, he's like, if you're bumming out, if you're having a bad day or something like yeah. that, you can plug into you. Not that you're forcing people to have mm. a good attitude, but your positivity, I feel yeah. like it's infectious and it makes me want to be like, hell yeah, yeah, I can make some cool shit. I can like yeah. embrace all the voices in my head. I yeah. can like like put stuff on ice and not be embarrassed about that, but actually pull stuff out and work on it at the same time. Like it, like I feel like totally just having this conversation with you has made me want to second guess myself less. Well, I appreciate that. You're, you're very kind to say that. And it means a lot to me. And we all just hope to leave some, some impression on the people around us and the, your, your kindness to me, your honesty towards me, I, I hold dear as a great gift in this moment. And as long as we've known each other, this opportunity you've given me, I greatly value. And the work you do to be a better person in yourself that spreads to the other it. people that you take on this podcast with you and you take on these journeys, is it's really beautiful. And it's a, it's a joy to experience it secondhand and in the passenger seat right here. Yes. So, Rob, oh my gosh, thank, yes. you, thank you for I'm your so heart nervous. and thank you for your brain. Dude, thanks for saying that, man. Yeah. I received that. I even noticed myself starting to make jokes <laughs> while you're yeah, saying yeah. this because I'm like, I, I still have this like yeah. barrier of like, I can't take it. But I do. I received that. Mm-hmm. Thanks for saying that, man. Yeah, man. Uh, dude, round two. Round two. This is Rob with just a quick note before you head off into your week. I just wanted to say a huge thank you, a massive thank you to any of you that have rated, commented, or subscribed to this podcast on iTunes. Also, thank you to those of you that have reached out to me and shared your stories of how these interviews or some of these conversations have impacted you, have inspired you. Man, that has been so awesome to hear. If you have a story you'd like to share with me, head over to thecuriouspod.com slash contact, and I'd love to hear your stories or any just questions you may have for me. Hey, while you're over there, if you want to check out show notes for this or any of the other interviews I've done or contact info for this guest or any of the others, head over to thecuriouspod.com for any of that. And also, I'm really pumped about this. We have a map right there on the front of the website that shows all the locations that these interviews and conversations have taken place. If you've heard something you like and you want to go check it out for yourself, that's right there. Or you can just check it out at thecuriouspod.com slash map or just right there on the front of the website. I'll show. I'll show. (laughs) Also, if you want to reach out to me on social media or follow me anywhere, pretty much everything online is the Rob Morgan at Rob Morgan, whatever. You, you, you know the drill. All right, enough of that nonsense. All this podcasting has made me thirsty. You know, <laughs> I am so pumped that I do not have to deal with sponsors for this podcast, or else I'd have to tell you, podcasting makes me thirsty, and nothing quenches a podcast thirst, whether you're listening, uh, interviewing, editing, recording, listening to something unrelated to a podcast. Nothing quenches a thirst like a Guinness. Hey, Hofi, can I steal you for a second? Do you have anything you want to say about Guinness? I'd like to take a minute to thank Guinness because it truly is made of more. That's all. All right.
That's it, thanks. <laughs> uh, I love that crap. All right, have a great week. See you next Tuesday. Anything else? Say the most random thing you can think of. No. Yell it. I got nothing. The only word I can think of is formaldehyde. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs>